Welcome to episode 62 of Entitled Town. Before we begin the podcast, I needed to address something first. We preach accountability at Entitled Town. It's a core belief of ours, and we lead by example. As such, we have suspended John Irons for one episode due to excessive and reckless vouching. John will read a brief statement and will be taking no further questions on this matter. I've prepared the following statement in regard to my suspension. Well, I've just been pressing. It's seeing the situation at hand, and I caught myself just pressing too much. So I just got to be better. I've put this team in a rut with the vouchers here. And yet we'll just start over with the next podcast and see where it goes. We're going to be positive every day. You're the people being negative. You're some of the fans. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. <laughs> Thank you to Al and the orchestra. Welcome to Entitled Town. Uh, we are back for the second time this week. You can't get enough of a good thing. But quite frankly, there's so much bullshit gaslighting and, and of the like that happens in Boston media that we felt that we had to do something. So first of all, uh, the big news of the week on the field, if you were, Scartelli, Sony Michelle was traded and all the right people showed their asses and it just showed their lack of understanding of the game and how they just dance for the talking radio men to try to get the most exposure for themselves. This was something that a lot of people saw when, uh, that, uh, when there was some injuries over at the uh, Rams organization mm -hmm. and they were going to be in need of a uh, experienced running back, one that maybe had a uh, Super Bowl ring to his credit, one that had uh, scored a whole bunch of touchdowns and ran for a great number of yards during a uh, playoff series. But uh, that's not good enough for some people if you get uh, drafted two spots uh, ahead of where they think you may belong. And the, the reaction to the Sony Michelle in general is doesn't... Uh, it's, it's not a good reflection on uh, the actual decent New England sports fans is what it comes I, down to. I agree with you. And I've, I've been on record for a couple of years now that a Sony Michelle hot take, if you will, is an idiot tell when it comes to media. And it's exactly telling Shaq of how much you value the media man's opinion and how you're looking to parrot your hate radio heroes. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sony Michelle can't run. That's the take, right? I think Sean, Sean McVay would know first and foremost how well Sony Michelle ran. A Rams team with, with you know, Super Bowl aspirations went out and got a running back with a Super Bowl pedigree who's able to pick up a blitz and who is able to hold on to the football. Without his health concerns, Sony Michelle did what he could do, what all you could ask for for a Patriots uh, draft pick that high. I mean, for – you know, and I love the tweeters and the fans with a Z that had expectations. He did not, he did not live up to expectations. And what I would say to those fans is, well, what were your expectations? And then when you come back with, 
well, my expectations were he's supposed to be uh, 1,500 yards every year and this, well, well, first of all, you need to lower your expectation. That's a you problem. That's not a Stony problem. And then for what he was, an above average running back, which is typical for first round draft picks, and uh, people are equating the pick that they were made and the round that they were made in with how good they were. Was he slow? Maybe, but he definitely was a part of the offense consistently and he did his job. And to the point that we're in 2018 in the playoffs, he dominated. And that, that Chargers game was his, I would say his, his Mona Lisa. And that was, that was an unbelievable uh, uh, round, a game, game of uh, just him just bullying the Chargers defense. And to the point where even Philip Rivers had to put down one of his kids because he was so mad about that. But (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what I loved the most about the reaction was the fantasy guys coming out and, you know, doing their flag waving about, oh, Belichick is yes. not a good draft there. Oh, Belichick, you know, Lamar Jackson could have been taken over him. And, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, we all know the Ben Volans and the Albert Breers, you know, the menacing t- takes that they have uh, get it menacing, but, Guys like George Chara, I can't even pronounce his name, Charachuri from, you know, these snake oil salesmen from PFF. Minus 3.7. Yeah, who, who come who come out with this, oh, Belichick knew something we didn't. <laughs> like, they know something that, that like, because their their minds are, are very fascinating when it comes to, you know, selling stuff for Chris Collinsworth. So Belichick knew I, that, uh, he knew that Sony would be better at uh, pass, uh, at uh, run blocking than uh, Chubb. That's what he knew. I don't see it at all. Yeah, the whole thing, I mean, Sony Michelle, you know, Shaq, you referenced the, the divisional game against the Chargers. I mean, all of these critics, did their televisions not work in January of 2019 and early February 2019? They don't win the Super Bowl. The game plan in Kansas City was built around Sony Michelle. Brady was fantastic in that game. I'm not going to gaslight anyone and tell them they're not. But the Patriots were in position to win that game because of Sony Michelle. Dan, you're you are the most analytical, and I would argue the most thoughtful of all of us. I'm evidently I'm sowing seeds of discord in the title time. I just dissed Scartelli and Shaq. That's but a Dan, low bar. <laughs> it is a low bar. Agreed, and I and I resemble that remark there, Scartelli. Dan, what's go ahead? I'm sorry, Dan. The floor is yours regarding Sony Michelle. Uh, you had a particularly, uh, you pointed out a particularly good stat to me comparing him to Derrick Henry at one point. But go on, I want to hear your thoughts on Sony Michelle. Oh, that was somebody else on uh, Twitter that was bringing it up, pointing out the the two runners' uh, first three years and how in the regular season they were like one yard away from one another. Um, not saying that he's going to that Sony's going to go on and uh, do. 1500 yards this year and then another 2000 the following year for the rams but i thought it was a worthwhile post to bring up um what you just said about um sony in the in the super bowl uh i have a terry glenn parallel back in the day when he was drafted everybody looks at terry glenn and thought he was a kind of a disappointing pick especially at at the sixth pick overall i mean he, he was kind of the reason why parcells left and I remember making the argument back in the day that we justified his draft position by what he did that year. He had like 90 catches in his rookie year. Exactly. And that, correct. And that was the justification. And if we can justify 
uh, Terry Glenn's drafting with those 90 catches, we can more than justify Sony Michelle for uh, what he did in those, uh, what, 300 plus yards and six touchdowns in that postseason. And one of the greatest postseasons by a running back of all time. And I think I can speak for all of us when I say, is like, hey, go kill it in Los Angeles, Sony Michelle. If they, if Sony Michelle can contribute to my life, uh, make my life better with the Patriots winning a Super Bowl title and driving a stake through the heart of the execrable 12s here in Seattle twice a year, it makes me happy, Dan. Go ahead. One more thing. Uh, Mike Sando had an article in April. You sure that's not uh, Ron which, Borges? Which, it means Borges is going to have it next week. Um, <laughs> he had an article in, in April looking back at the 2018 first-round draftees and who was going to probably get their fifth-year picked up. And at that time, he said that Sonny Michelle actually outperformed his draft position. That's, in, that's uh, interesting and not in the Ben Volan way. Uh, I wish, I think all of us wish Sony Michelle well. Uh, truly one of my favorites. And uh, yeah, that, that postseason, the best postseason by a Patriot running back by far. And they've had some great running backs of my lifetime. And if he um, uh, couldn't follow that up in the way that he wanted to, there's a bit of a degree of difficulty. He had to deal with uh, Mopey Tom the next year who had one foot out the door. You know what I know it. The American people know it. <laughs> and then he had to deal with a uh, team that lost a bunch of decent uh, offensive linemen to, to COVID and opt-outs and a, a quarterback who was, you know, not, uh, not where he was due to, uh, due to the virus. So, so like you, like you said, best of luck, Sony, we, we're all rooting for you. Amen. I, I think he's set up for success uh, with the Rams. Uh, I just want quick over under. Before I throw it to Shaq here, Dan, over or under 900 yards for Sony with the Rams? Ooh, that's tough. I think with the, I, I'd still say under with the the mix of running backs that they have and how like they like to mix it up in that. Scartelli. I'm going over because of the 17th game. Shaq. Yeah, I say over. I think he's going to do what Malcolm Brown did for them, which I which was pretty good, especially in the backfield, which he was showing a lot of uh, in the Eagles game, and that was actually great. I go way over. Sony is always moving forward. He's one of those guys who's matriculating the ball up the field constantly. So, um, Sony, fare thee well. We'll all be rooting for you. All right. Subject number two, the Cam misunderstanding. Cam missed five days due to some, a COVID misunderstanding, Shaq. Uh, the floor is yours regarding Cam. I, I got to be honest with you. I was kind of throwing my hands up in the air thinking this knucklehead has done it again, making it about himself initially. The story is always more nuanced and there's, there's more involved than what is initially reported. So um, like Roger Clemens, I reserve the right to change my mind. But uh, what were your impressions of what happened with Cam this week leading up to the Giants practice? Yeah, initially it looked pretty, pretty damning on his part. Uh, it was a you know, an edict out there that if, if un, apparently unvaccinated players who go outside of, of where he's supposed to be, which is apparently what Cam did, and they have to miss five days of, of, well, whatever happens. And it just so happens that this week was pretty much the majority of practice weeks with, and a lot of that with the Giants, he just came to practice uh, today, Thursday, as we're recording. So, the, you know, the way it turned out, it was that Cam apparently is un, was or is unvaccinated, and 
he he just didn't do that. And so to me, it just it just it puts a ding on his or at least it put a, a, a little bit of a ding on his track to to be the starter, even though I still believe he's going to be the starter in week one. It's it it didn't look good. It, the optics caller, the optics weren't good. And it's a bad look. Yeah. And especially when you're quarterback, you're a leader, either indirectly or directly. And especially when you're leading a bunch of guys who, you know, there are some veterans on the team, obviously, but a lot of these guys are our second and third round players. And, you know, you're a guy who's been in the league for at least more than seven years. So you got to know that if you're on the Patriots, you're expected, there's more expected of you and either right or wrong, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to withhold that quote unquote Patriot way. And to me, it seems like Cam's still holding a little bit of a, a me, me, me type of thing. And I'm not, I'm not sure if that's going to be going to bode well. But the good news is that Cam is the present. He's not the future. And apparently, you know, Matt Jones has, for the most part, taken this week and shown that, you know, yes. for both, for on both ends of the spectrum, whether it's Cam or Mac, the Patriots should be fine at that position. So, you know, it did, it, it was a bad look, but at the end of the day, and I hate that phrase, it's seemingly good that both players are getting the reps. And now it, it's kind of working out because both players are getting reps and both players are actually progressing. And that's what we all should want. It's a blessing in disguise. You can argue after the fact, you know, I couldn't see the forest for the trees initially. Um, I'll reference a tweet earlier today from or on Thursday, I should say, we're recording as you mentioned on Thursday. Mark Daniels has a sentiment, Dan, that I have regarding Cam and Mac Jones. Uh, Mark Daniels tweeted that he thinks an overall theme from training camp has been the Patriots' steady quarterback play. There's been inconsistencies from both, but Cam Newton and Mac Jones have looked like capable starting quarterbacks. The Pats are really in a great position. As the suspended one would say, these are first world problems, and I would argue they're not problems at all, Dan. Yeah, I saw that. That that was good. Um, they're they're miles ahead of where they were last year, and you can feel much more confident with the position than what what happened last year. Uh, that said, I think what's happening with Cam it's it's disqualifying uh, an unvaccinated really. Quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And, I actually and, agree with you. An unvaccinated quarterback is a competitive disadvantage. Now, when, when he caught it last year, you know that that's excusable of course nobody knew what was going on with covid but it did disrupt their season right in the middle of it and now with everything we know about about uh the pandemic and how how we can combat it and about the vaccine i don't think there's any excuse for not taking it if you want to continue to be the starting quarterback um belichick values reliability and he has a quarterback that he can't rely on Belichick sees the same medical news that, that you and I see, you know, where, where you have these, like the former uh, CDC guys saying, if, if you're not vaccinated, you're, you're a sitting duck. Well, that, that's going to make Cam into a lame duck. That's, that, that's a great point. I think that one point, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that Brian Hoyer was also steadfast in being unvaccinated. I can't speak to that right now, so I'm not going to defer that. I'm just, I'm just asking the question, caller. Scartelli, um, I mean, great points by both Dan and Shaq. 
uh, your two cents on Cam. I think you and I are kind of in lockstep. I've accused John and Shaq of sharing a brain in the past, and I think you and I are in lockstep on the whole Cam thing. I might have a bit of a uh, devil's advocate thing here. He did, of course, you know, contract COVID back last year, and maybe he feels that his, you know, natural antibodies can pick up the uh, blitz from the COVID, and it can, you know, it can attack the uh, the what is it uh, spike proteins and knock them out of alignment or whatever. And maybe that's the case. I I've heard read some medical. Uh, medical bits where it says that the natural antibodies are better better at fighting this than the uh, than the than the vaccines are at present but but yeah everyone everyone had a good laugh when this happened initially you know why'd you have to leave the state cam they've got a hot topic in Attleboro but you know these see it's it's one of those things where your 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 priors are going to you know be met however this turns out so so I, hopefully he, you know, decides that getting the vaccine will, you know, give, give him a competitive advantage and help the team. And he's, he's, he certainly said, I don't know how many losses were there last year. He has to do his best to help the team. Oh, so, God. so yeah, we will. <sighs> I think, I think I, that's I'm, I'm, I'm getting near the point where I can't do this. <laughs> But uh, we're just going to have to keep toughing our way through this and we'll see how practice goes and we'll see how preseason game three goes against the Giants and it's just going to be great. <laughs> through gritted teeth, Scartelli says that. I would offer this, Scartelli. Um, you know, I am a honk. I'm a bobo. I have the footy pajamas. Is it possible? It is nighttime. You should have the footy pajamas on. Fair well, enough. And we're nighttime here. Nighttime, well, nighttime there is like, by the way, I'll do a Seattle weather report in my final thoughts for my friend Blaho and Woober. No big deal. But is it possible? I'm not a scientist, but is it possible that um, purveyors of bounce passes and those who threw 105 mile an hour fastballs, the running backs on screens are less likely to get the virus? Maybe that's I want to be vaccinated from takes. I'm vaccinated against the virus. I want to be vaccinated from idiotic sports takes. Which leads us to the next subject. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. Shaq shaking his head already. I like this. Here's Mike Florio um, peeing in his overpriced trousers, the former lawyer that he is, on August 24th, after Tom Pellicero reported that the NFL uh, will only let, uh, they won't allow media uh, in the locker rooms unless they're club affiliated. Bravo NFL, one of the few things you do well. So Florio has a snit. So only reporters who are directly employed by the team will have game day locker room access. Yeah, this will go over well. His temper tantrum continues. If only reporters who get a paycheck from the team will be covering the team on game days, the coverage will be sanitized and fluff and biased and ultimately nothing close to the truth as to what's going on with the team. Ben Volan, Ron Borges, and Greg Bedard agree, Scartelli. Are you in lockstep with Florio, or is reality actually uh, in play here? I thought reporters were supposed to, you know, uh, cultivate sources and things because they can't be in the locker room right after guys have showered and they can overhear something. They can't do their job. Get out of here. Are they afflicting the comfortable or comforting the afflicted, Scartelli? 
there's I think there's in this point they're comforting the afflicted. Yeah, themselves. Which is, they they think they think that they're like I say, they get to decide who's comfortable and who is the afflicted. That's perfectly put. Shaq, useless profession. Uh, what do you think of Florio's uh, uh, screaming and wailing? I don't know why Florio was complaining because he'll just steal their their material and post it to his website anyway. Boom, so, roasted. You know, love it. <laughs> business as usual for him. But I mean, I think it's hilarious that him saying that the only you know COVID restrictions should be the ones that do not infringe infringe on his profession only. But you know, intersectionality for thee, not for me. So I, I don't, why why for, why is he getting so pressed over the inability to ask a player who's in his underwear and na- half naked how the team's dealing with their fourth loss in six games. I mean, you can still look, look Ben Volan, and we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> you can ask that shrivel over Zoom or Skype. Zoom three mittens nothing. <laughs> Dan, your, your yeah, thoughts he, he, on. He, go ahead, Scott. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, he, he can't you know, operate an HP laptop, but um, maybe his mittens are too big. But yeah, it's a large percentage of this reporting isn't interesting or vital or adds nothing. It's clickbait and page filtering and crap. Just go over to uh, Nesson or NBCSportsBoston.com or whatever the website's called. And first of all, you'll be bombarded, bombarded by ads. And then that Next website thing, is AIDS. That yeah. website is absolutely AIDS. Yeah. Ads and uh, what, ads what and it? AIDS. That's, yeah, it. Ads That's and the AIDS. show. <laughs> ads and AIDS. Um, and it's no other work environment. Like, look, in my job, I don't have to worry about answering questions while I'm naked or after I finish showering because it, it'd be an HR issue. So <laughs> it's it's stupid and unnecessary. Wait for them at the podium. So the complaining was was nonsensical. And to me, the fact that he thinks that he is the purveyor, he and his ilk are the purveyors of truth and justice in the American way. Yeah, get out of here. I'm, I'm going to paraphrase Seinfeld before I throw it to you, Dan. Where does he get the ego? I mean, Mike Florio, purveyor of truth. I mean, up is down, night is day. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, Shaq called it. It's pretty rich coming from a guy who produces none of his own content. I mean, there's no content source uh too flimsy for him to exploit for his own personal gain. Um, I, I have a favorite Florio story. This was back in two, 2013. I wonder if you guys remember this. He reported that uh, Gronkowski was flying to Vegas instead of recuperating from a serious injury. And, and it was based on this email from a, a, this organization called Jump Seat Me, where people can buy seats on planes from celebrities. Now, he went on all weekend moralizing about how Gronk shouldn't be out partying when he was, had that serious injury. But the, the thing was that the story was wrong. And in fact, it had been corrected six hours before Florio even reported it on the Friday night. Gronk, Gronk had spent the weekend doing some, uh, I think it was some charitable event with, with Robert Kraft. So anyways, when Sunday came around three days later and Florio finally corrected corrected the story, acknowledged that, yes, it was bad. No, instead of admitting his own mistake, he blamed the company and said, look, I was giving you free free advertising, and this is what you do to me. Jiminy Christmas. Holy cow. I think Florio also reported that he saw Larry Fitzgerald at the Hertz rental car counter at Logan Airport. But I I can neither confirm nor deny those accusations. 
pro football talk. Uh, I say often at the end of, well, almost every podcast, turn off your radios, disregard pro football talk. I mean, disregard them the way you would uh, minus 4.6 pro football focus, pro football talk. You know, they all look alike. So uh, disregard at your own peril. So Mike Florio, you're an asshole. You're an idiot. And we're going to disregard you moving forward. Dan had the line of the week. I don't know if this was in the thread, Dan, but I'm going to throw it back to you here. Uh, ben Volen, the mittens wearing dullard employed by John Henry's uh, Red Sox Rooters Gazette. Ben Volen had the first question today in Bill Belichick's, today being Thursday, in Bill Belichick's uh, post-practice Zoom call. Right, Florio was Zoom call. Um, ben Volen didn't ask a question because Ben Volen couldn't figure out how to unmute himself on Zoom. Now, listen, we're doing this on Zoom, and Lord knows I've had my travails about this, so I should not be casting the first stone, but this is not the first time when I said Zoom 3 mittens nothing. It's at least three times that Ben Volen has allowed an online platform to get the better of him. A basic tenet of his job, but it's not really that important, Dan, do you think? Well, no, not actually. He was saving us, saving us that question. It was, it was a blessing. But yeah, it, I think Shaq, Shaq said this earlier that uh, maybe he forgot to take his mittens off before trying to press the button. That's true. It's like, are those mittens, is, is the touchscreen mittens? Evidently they're not. Well, evident, they're lost more often than not, Shaq. I mean, you can't make this shit up. I mean, it's, I don't know if it's Stacey James who does the online stuff, but it's like, could, I was once told by a member of the Patriots media that there was unprecedented loathing in the press box for mittens. And I have to think that good laughs are had by all of the others on that Zoom call today. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about this during the thread. This is the, actually the third time this has happened in this offseason. So fucking believable. It's either it's either Volan is dumb, which check, or he just doesn't know how to operate Zoom. Which, but if any way you slice it, it still makes you dumb. So uh, I don't think he has an iPad. Uh, I'm convinced the Globe gave him an etch sketch in lieu of an iPad because he could do less damage <laughs> that way. But I will say that a muted Volan means that an angel gets their wings. So that thank God that he was muted. And Belichick actually smiled the first time he was muted. So even he knows that you know it's good for the, it's good for the universe when he's muted. I may have to put that in the tagline on the Entitled Town Twitter account. A muted Volan means an angel gets his wings. Scartelli, sometimes the jokes write themselves, and they did in this case. Uh, sometimes the universe is a better writer than Ben Volan. The and universe. That's how it happened here. The universe, you, me, my dog, the guy who lives down the hall. It's it's the list is never ending. Uh, although I will say in the power rankings with a Z, I think that Bedard and Volan are still in a dead heat for the most idiotic media covering the Patriots. So well done, Volan. You had to do a lot to pull even with Bedard after the week he's had. And we won't, listen, I'm not going to make the whole podcast out of Bedard takes because that would be self-serving and I'll be in an institution inside of a week if that happens. Well, and you'd, have, happen you'd, have anyway. to, you'd also have to ask Cuban rounds for a sponsorship. Uh, well, we actually, well, that's a John passion play, the Cuban rounds thing. Cuban rounds, when Swisher Sweets just won't do the job. <laughs> so well done there. Uh, 
so mittens the dan the line was you he's not mittens he's mutons at this point so I, I thought that was the line of the day i think you and i texted that back and forth to each other uh the next subject uh, i'll throw it to you scott Telly, really quickly and it's a bit self-serving because i caught it alex reamer the execrable alex reamer pissant alex reamer alex reamer fell hook line and sinker for a parody account last night a parody account of nfl analytics and if you give me a second i will find it here anyway it's it's a harvard analytics based account that we think is run by uh shack who's who's the uh barry sports talk barry barry uh ultra weed hater whatever the hell he is who had bet bill belichick ranked 18th in his analytics based approach Reamer sent him a tweet saying, hey, can I DM you? I work for WEI. I want to write an article. No agenda there at all, is there? Well, I've, I've seen this guy, and uh, it's not. I can't see it being sports talk, Barry. It's much too clever to be him. Good and uh, I've got uh, – there's a soft spot in my heart for anyone who creates a fake website to back up <laughs> what they're saying. You know, God bless them because that's, uh, that's kind of what we did. And it's uh, – it, it, it reinforced uh, Reamer's priors that this person said that Belichick was 18th. You know, so uh, this guy is saying that Belichick is no good, so I naturally believe him. You, you got you to try harder, kid, is what it comes down to. I mean, you want to grow up and be Glenn Ordway, and that's not going to work. So I, I don't know what to tell you. What if you want to grow up and be Glenn Ordway? What's the starter set there? You need to like really bad facial hair and an, an addiction to pasta. I'm not really sure what it is. We'll get to I'll get to Ordway in my final thoughts. Shaq, uh, your thoughts on the annoying little pissant daring to actually the fact that that asshole has the gall to even comment on anything tangentially related to the Patriots is is laughable. I love the way he addresses uh, Harrison, and I put Harrison in quotes, is that, would you would you be interested in chatting? Like, what are you using this for, a dating app? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> he's fake, and you don't even know what you're talking to him for. Fake, but, fake, fake, fake. Fake, 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 uh, Elaine. But uh, the fact that, I mean, this is how, and this is a prime example of how a clickbait story comes to mind. And of course, anything on WEI is clickbait because there's their station is about to turn into one of those Christian uh, K-Love stations in a minute. So of course, this is what it comes down to. You have to have the uh, equivalent of a journalist giving credibility to these uh, nut jobs who come on Twitter specifically to start to, to shit post for lack of a better term. And, you know, anytime you talk about the Patriots or, or, and talk about them negatively, you'll get your clicks and views because the Patriots are an easy target of hate. So. A thousand percent. It's a thousand percent. And when it comes to WEEI, you know, I got a, a, a channel, uh, Lou Brown from Major League. It, and it, it applies both to the radio side and the website side. Don't worry. Nobody's listening anyway. Uh, Dan, you have any thoughts uh, regarding Alex Reamer and just, I mean, I know if John was here and John, you're suspended and we miss you and we'll, we'll reevaluate your status in time for the next podcast. But what is, you know, are we doing him a favor by discussing him um, or is, are we doing a, a service to th those people who listen to us by just pointing out how awful it is and, and shining a light on it? 
think us talking about him is going to make anybody want to listen to him or read his stuff. So I, I would say it's more on the service side. Um, but this, this all falls right in line with what we were saying about Sonny Michelle before. Anytime there's an opportunity for the media to try to find any kind of negative yes. angle on the Patriots, they're going to jump for it. And so, you know, if this is just par for the course, if you want to sucker the Boston media, just pretend that you have dirt on Bill Belichick. A good point. I, I don't think anything more has to be said uh, than that on this. Um, so we've covered most of the subjects. I want to go to our email. So uh, one of our favorite emails is Vinny J. Sassess. And I really don't want to go into the hot takes portion of this, Vinny, like all due respect. Uh, but the email from Vinny comes in. Um, Vinny says he's pouring one out for Sony Michelle. We're all with you there, Vinny. Uh, his question is about the team. Do we have concerns with the roster? Is it wide receiver or cornerback positions? Is it the kicker? Um, I'll answer for myself first. I don't have concerns. I'm going to enjoy the season. Last year kind of sucked. It was a fake season, as our buddy Sal would say. But I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, if you get, We referenced Mike Lombardi's GM Shuffle podcast last week. Lombardi's bullish on how they feel inside the building. That's good enough for me. Yes, in Bill I trust, Dan. But um, how do you feel just without – we'll do a season preview, as it were, at some point. But how do you feel about the construction of the team going into the final preseason game against Dave Brown's beloved Giants? Oh, I am thrilled. I, I can't wait to see this team in, when, when the games start to count. Agreed. Absolutely. Scartelli, uh, what are your – do you have concerns about this roster, Scartelli? I was concerned last year when there were COVID opt-outs and injuries. This year, we've got the the draftees look like they uh, know what they're doing. We've got uh, returnees. Um, everyone is everyone looks to have uh, everyone looks to have improved. We'll see how things go in this uh, final preseason game. But there's there's so much so much hope tied up in this season. It's it's going to be it's going to be entertaining and enjoyable i think hope is a good thing and that's i believe that wholeheartedly um i'm going to channel my brother john again here that i've talked about him more than i do when the podcast that he's on Shaq. uh john i know john would say the patriots don't rebuild they reload and that's how i feel going into the season how do you feel there's pretty much everything that's new about this team not one position is um, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even use the word concern because I just think that that it, it, it brings negativity. That word brings negativity. And this podcast, yes, I, I think uh, John has, has put the term uh, toxic negativity as to describe this podcast. And so if we're toxic gonna, positivity, yes, toxic positivity. So if we're going to put that to the test, then we have to talk about how excited I am for this season and the fact that every position is has been interchanged, whether from a drafty or a free agency pickup. Uh, and I, I know Vinny talked about the wide receivers in particular and the cornerbacks, you know, uh, just today that the Patriots traded for a, a uh, cornerback. Uh, what's his name? Let me look it up. He's from uh, Baltimore. Yeah, he's from Baltimore. Sean, Sean uh, Phillips Jones. Something look like at that. our preparation. We're, we're on the <laughs> ball here. But they did trade for some but, cornerback depth in, in case something's yeah. up with Gilmore. Well, I don't, I'm not necessarily in the 
camp that might, something might be up with, well, might be up with him. I just think that they needed more depth at that position. And I think that this, as far as, far as yep. this guy, Sean, he's great in the slot apparently. And so that's where I think he's going to fit most. But again, every position, if there's something new or something old, as far as like the linebackers, we've got Van Noy. I mean, not calling them old, but they're, they're old hat and they're, they're experienced. Yeah. They're used to the Patriot organization and the way they do things around their caller. But yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really excited about the season and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. I, I wouldn't say concerns because concerns, uh, you know, they connotate a negative, negative image. Yes. And yes. I don't think, I don't think you should be not with this team. So his name is Sean Wade. He was a cried from the Ravens for, yeah. uh, let's see, uh, seventh round pick next year and a fifth rounder in 2023. I would say the only blight on Sean Wade's resume is the fact that Albert Breer is going to vouch for him because he went to the Ohio State University and Breer has his Ohio State panties in a bunch over this. Um, let's go to the final thoughts segment as we come down the home stretch. I'm going to begin with you, Dan. What are your final thoughts as we head into the preseason finale against the Giants on Sunday? So uh, in honor of our absent John, I thought I'd bring up one of his vouches, Megan Ottolini. So, oh God, Jesus, just yep. another one. <laughs> it's week, like, it's like a, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, his bad vouches for the love of God. I'm sorry. She's ahead, a Patriots man. reporter. If I, if I remember correctly, so she's a minor a, league Charlotte Wilder. Yeah. At least Charlotte Wilder makes me laugh and cringe at the same time. She just like, I do the uh, George Clooney eye roll from uh, Ocean's 13, but go ahead, Dan. I might be setting myself up for another. The suspension that John, I thought this is going to be vouchless in Seattle is going to be the title of this episode. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, when I was visiting Massachusetts, I was listening to some sports radio as I was driving around. Thoughts and, and prayers. And heard some of the weekend stuff, and she was on there. And she had the, uh, the officious, insufferable Steve from Fall River on, and he was listing all of these first year quarterback performances from some spreadsheet 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 sheet that he was spreadsheet. Uh, yes. Yeah. I couldn't get it out there. The spreadsheet that he had uh, been uh, amassing and she basically said, I just can't and, and drop the call. I think that's mm-hmm. worth a revouch. Well, well, I guess this is not going to be vouchless in Seattle. Uh, Scartelli, your, your final thoughts. Oh, God. Ottolini and Fitzy. Dear God. I mean, you can't play that at Guantanamo due to, to the, the Geneva Convention. But go ahead, Scartelli, your your final thoughts. And please don't vouch. Uh, there will be a semi-vouch. Pro football focus? Boo. Agreed. Pro football talk? Boo. Pro football reference? Yay. That's it. You know, I would actually encourage people to throw a couple of bucks at pro football reference because everyone uses it. Everyone uses it, including you, you honks and bows are clean. You grind tape and media. No, you're not. You're watching YouTube and you're looking up pro football reference. I've just got to say, it always grinds my gears when I type into the search bar pro football. And the first two suggestions were the first two. They're like, I don't want to go there. Why are you paying attention? Google machine. Well, it's not Siri caller. I mean, that's that's where our problem is. We're we're men of a certain age. Uh, that's a TV show from TNT about ten years ago, but that that's uh, neither here nor there. I want to throw it uh, before I throw it to Shaq. 
here are my final thoughts. Glenn Ordway, didn't we do this like two months ago? Didn't we do this five years ago? Didn't we do this eight years ago? How can we miss you if you won't go away? Glenn Ordway has had more retirements than John's had vouchers. I mean, we had a baker's dozen retirements for Ordway now. Enough, big O. Enough. Stoke up the retirement. By the way, he's not going away. He's going to host the Patriots pre and post game coverage on the station nobody listens to. Is it, what is it, 850, 937? I don't know. But Glenn, bye bye. See ya. Go away. Um, Unplug the mighty Wurlitzer. The mighty Wurlitzer. The mighty nothing. Uh, anyway. Um, He's doing his so, Jay Leno impression. Yeah, he is. You're right about that, Shaq. Uh, don't worry. Nobody's listening anyway. Uh, and before I throw it to Shaq, um, the weekend weather for Seattle. Saturday is going to be sunny with a high of 74, a low of 52. Sunday is going to be a real disappointment. We're going to be partly cloudy in 72 with a light onshore breeze. So I may have to, I may have to hit three iron off, off of the uh, 18th tee at West Seattle golf course, rather than my typical driver. So I have to, I'll have to adjust on that. Shaq, um, I'm going to give you the floor, but I want to play some audio first. This is from 98.5, the sports clan today. Um, Fear the beard has had many different iterations of accounts because he posts a lot of videos. But this is, uh, it's a video that's on uh, his account. It is FTBVids underscore YT on Twitter. He posted this on Thursday. This is from the Zolak and Bertrand show. And this is Scott Zolak talking about Cam Newton. I turn off the rap music, first of all, because I think it's distracting for Cam here. Because in between every throw, he's dancing. I did, see like, Ka- I did see Karen Garigian of the Herald tweeting about that as he took the field. He's I, doing it in between drills, you're saying. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he makes a throw, and then the music's still cranking. I know you can hear it uh, faintly in the background here. I think it's distracting for you. No, it's when they play Bon Jovi. That's yeah. like the only thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, but he can't help himself to where Mac looks like he came to work again. Like, he's here to work. And everything's attention to detail. I can't, but that. But, but again, is Cam that? What, what is I was going to say, is that atypical? That none of this sounds this atypical different. from Cam. Yeah. Nothing different. Yeah. Nothing okay. different. Well, that's what he does then, right? I mean, so yeah, I, I, I would. It would be to me. It would be more noteworthy if he was doing something that was out of character. Like it sounds like he's doing all the same stuff, which means he might be he's first saying. through the drills, which I don't. Which I don't like. I don't like it all. By the way, we got a tweet from Brady, and I think this is a good point. You said yesterday, though, you would be pissed if Cam worked with the ones today. And team, now, yes. So so why so why the change of heart? Um, because I think they need to take a hard look at him. I think it's the, I think it's decision week. Really? Like just because what happened yesterday, I think you need one more look at cam just to say, you know what? I I need, I need confidence in my decision. I'm going to go with Mac here. I need to see that cam didn't take the five days off serious that he came out. He's still jacking around. Um, just looks like Mac came to work today and he didn't. So you're kind kind of with me. You still think it's going to be cam. I, I, he hasn't needs- lost the job yet. Shaq, the floor is yours. I, you have a, you're a person of color. You have better perspective than the rest of us do. So um, your thoughts. Look, there are plenty of reasons to criticize Cam Newton, the football player, yes. right? The player and color. The player. And we've done that on this show, right? Just a couple minutes ago. 
there's a lot to criticize him about his his actions that he's done in the last week and his season last year and a lot of the things that he's pulled off you know again bad optics and just not very good football play last year um there was plenty to pick at but stuff like this has absolutely nothing to do with football and this isn't the first time that Zolak has done this specifically about Cam Newton. He's pretty much done this his entire, Cam's entire career. He's had so, a bullseye on him, I agree. So it's just an absolute joke. And the fact that Beasley Media, which owns 98.5 The Sports Clan, has the audacity to continue to give these guys passes. And we we've did this ad nauseum and we actually did we if you watch if you're a new to entitled town me and mike did a podcast that where we pretty much uh pulled out all the receipts on 95 the sports clan so uh, listen to that if you haven't but this is a, this is a disgrace to to the organization in my opinion every time he opens his mouth or well pretty much opens his uses his thumbs he he just he just says something ridiculous. And the fact that he's a color guy on the radio broadcast, it makes me, again, long for the days of Gil Santos and Gino Capaletti. I miss them. And uh, I, I can't I, Bob Sosi, I'm, I'm so sorry. I can't I, I can't imagine what goes on off the air when they're not broadcasting, because, my goodness, this guy is just, you know, whether it's CTE or, you know, something that's melting his brain. I don't know what it is. But it's it, it's it's really unconscionable at this point, and it, it it can't go on like this because this this is where Boston gets the mentality of, well, yes, you know, they're a racist town, and unfortunately, it gets harder and harder to defend, you know, where you know where I, where we all grew up, where we went to college, where we where we raised our kids and our family. It's hard to defend that when you got guys like this. Who, who are just nonchalantly saying stuff like this as if Cam Newton's the only player on the team who likes rap music and dances to it. If you, if you, if you follow Mike Reese's account, then the Patriots play nothing but rap music playlist. during their practices. The Mike Reese playlist. playlist, because I'm, I'm, I'm afflicted with middle age. It's I'm doing the old Sinatra thing from SNL. When Mike Reese posts a playlist pops and buzzes there, kid. So it's it's just uncomfortable. It's man, it's, I think you you have the last word on that. So it's well put. Shaq is at Atomic Dog fifty one fifty. Dan is at Patriots Daily. Patrick Scartelli is the lead editor at the fifteen net dot com. Scartelli, before I let you go, uh, we're both excited and terrified at the same time. Uh, the fifteen net dot com hired a a lead football writer. His name is Joshua Marion from the Merrimack Valley. So, Scartelli, how do you feel about the newest addition to the 15? I think the idea of having a uh, dedicated uh, Patriots, uh, I mean, a dedicated Patriots writer on uh, at the uh, at the 15net.com is just uh, it's it's where we're going. It's the future. I think it's going to work out great. He put out a uh, put out a very uh, very workmanlike first effort. Very. Uh, Nothing. Uh, there's nothing bad you can say about it, and uh, we're going to see what's going to go in the go on uh, next week, and the week after that, and the week after that. So, uh, Josh, we're glad to have you aboard, and um, go we'll pass. have him on at some point. Hopefully, we'll have him on at some point, Scartelli. 
Uh, Joshua Marion is in the womb of the 15, and we're going to coach him to produce some amazing <laughs> content in the 2021 season. Gotta hate myself. Uh, Patriots Daily, Pat Scartell, the15net.com, Atomic Dog 5150. My name is Mike Irons. Thank you for listening. And in closing, as always, for the love of God, turn off your radio. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team.